Section 35 of Principles of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Principles of Geology by Charles Lyell. Chapter 16, Part 2 Mineral and Thermal Springs almost all springs even those which we consider the purest are impregnated with some foreign ingredients which being in a state of chemical solution are so intimately blended with the water as not to affect its clearness while they render it in general more agreeable to our taste and more nutritious than simple rain-water but the springs called mineral contain an unusual abundance of earthly matter in solution and the substances with which they are impregnated correspond remarkably with those evolved in a gaseous form by volcanoes many of these springs are thermal that is their temperature is above the mean temperature of the place and they rise up through all kinds of rock as for example through granite gneiss limestone or lava but are most frequent in volcanic regions or where violent earthquakes have occurred at eras comparatively modern the water given out by hot springs is generally more voluminous and less variable in quantity at different seasons than that proceeding from any others in many volcanic regions jets of steam called by the italians stufas issue from fissures at a temperature high above the boiling point as in the neighbourhood of naples and in the lapari isles and are disengaged unceasingly for ages now if such columns of steam which are often mixed with other gases should be condensed before reaching the surface by coming in contact with strata filled with cold water they may give rise to thermal and mineral springs of every degree of temperature it is indeed by this means only and not by hydrostatic pressure that we can account for the rise of such bodies of water from great depths nor can we hesitate to admit the adequacy of the cause if we suppose the expansion of the same elastic fluids to be sufficient to raise columns of lava to the lofty summits of volcanic mountains several gases the carbonic acid in particular are disengaged in a free state from the soil in many districts especially in the regions of active or extinct volcanoes and the same are found more or less intimately combined with the waters of all mineral springs both cold and thermal dr daubeny and other writers have remarked not only that these springs are most abundant in volcanic regions but that when remote from them their site usually coincides with the position of some great derangement in the strata a fault for example or great fissure indicating that a channel of communication has been opened with the interior of the earth at some former period of local convulsion 
it is also ascertained that at great heights in the pyrenees and himalaya mountains hot springs burst out from granitic rocks and they are abundant in the alps also these chains having all been disturbed and dislocated at times comparatively modern as can be shown by independent geological evidence the small area of volcanic regions may appear at first view to present an objection to these views but not so when we include earthquakes among the effects of igneous agency a large proportion of the land hitherto explored by geologists can be shown to have been rent or shaken by subterranean movements since the oldest tertiary strata were formed it will also be seen in the sequel that new springs have burst out and others have had the volume of their waters augmented and their temperatures suddenly raised after earthquakes so that the description of these springs might almost with equal propriety have been given under the head of igneous causes as they are agents of a mixed nature being at once igneous and aqueous but how it will be asked can the regions of volcanic heat send forth such inexhaustible supplies of water the difficulty of solving this problem would in truth be insurmountable if we believed that all the atmospheric waters found their way into the basin of the ocean but in boring near the shore we often meet with streams of fresh water at the depth of several hundred feet below the sea level and these probably descend in many cases far beneath the bottom of the sea when not artificially intercepted in their course yet how much greater may be the quantity of salt water which sinks beneath the floor of the ocean through the porous strata of which it is often composed or through fissures rent in it by earthquakes after penetrating to a considerable depth this water may encounter a heat of sufficient intensity to convert it into vapour even under the high pressure to which it would then be subjected this heat would probably be nearest the surface in volcanic countries and farthest from it in those districts which have been longest free from eruptions or earthquakes it would follow from the views above explained that there must be a twofold circulation of terrestrial waters one caused by solar heat and the other by heat generated in the interior of our planet we know that the land would be unfit for vegetation if deprived of the waters raised into the atmosphere by the sun but it is also true that mineral springs are powerful instruments in rendering the surface subservient to the support of animal and vegetable life their heat is said to promote the development of the aquatic tribes in many parts of the ocean and the substances which they carry up from the bowels of the earth to the habitable surface are of a nature and in a form which adapts them peculiarly for the nutrition of animals and plants as these springs derive their chief importance to the geologist 
from the quantity and quality of the earthy materials which like volcanoes they convey from below upwards they may properly be considered in reference to the ingredients which they hold in solution these consist of a great variety of substances but chiefly salts with bases of lime magnesia alumen and iron combined with carbonic sulphuric and muriatic acids muriate of soda silica and free carbonic acid are frequently present also springs of petroleum or liquid bitumen and of naphtha calcareous springs our first attention is naturally directed to springs which are highly charged with calcareous matter for these produce a variety of phenomena of much interest in geology it is known that rain-water collecting carbonic acid from the atmosphere has the property of dissolving the calcareous rocks over which it flows and thus in the smallest ponds and rivulets matter is often supplied for the earthly secretions of testacea and for the growth of certain plants on which they feed but many springs hold so much carbonic acid in solution that they are enabled to dissolve a much larger quantity of calcareous matter than rainwater, and when the acid is dissipated in the atmosphere the mineral ingredients are thrown down in the form of porous tuffa or of more compact travertin Auvergne. calcareous springs although most abundant in limestone districts are by no means confined to them but flow out indiscriminately from all rock formations in central france a district where the primary rocks are unusually destitute of limestone springs copiously charged with carbonate of lime rise up through the granite and gneiss some of these are thermal and probably derive their origin from the deep source of volcanic heat once so active in that region one of these springs at the northern base of the hill upon which clermont is built issues from volcanic peperino which rests on granite it has formed by its incrustations an elevated mound of travertin or white concretionary limestone two hundred forty feet in length and at its termination sixteen feet high and twelve wide another encrusting spring in the same department situated at chaluzet near pont jabot rises in a nice country at the foot of a regular volcanic cone at least twenty miles from any calcareous rock some masses of tufaceous deposit produced by this spring have an oolitic texture valley of the elsa if we pass from the volcanic district of france to that which skirts the apennines in the italian peninsula we meet with innumerable springs which have precipitated so much calcareous matter that the whole ground in some parts of tuscany is coated over with tufa and travertin and sounds hollow beneath the foot in other places in the same country compact rocks are seen descending the slanting sides of hills 
very much in the manner of lava currents except that they are of a white colour and terminate abruptly when they reach the course of a river these consist of a calcareous precipitate from springs some of which are still flowing while others have disappeared or changed their position such masses are frequent on the slope of the hills which bound the valley of the elsa one of the tributaries of the arno which flows near kala through a valley several hundred feet deep shaped out of a lacustrine formation containing fossil shells of existing species i observed here that the traverton was unconformable to the lacustrine beds its inclination according with the slope of the sides of the valley one of the finest examples which i saw was at the molino della caldane near cola the senna and several other small rivulets which feed the elsa have the property of encrusting wood and herbs with calcareous stone in the bed of the elsa itself aquatic plants such as carrie which absorb large quantities of carbonate of lime are very abundant baths of san vignon those persons who have merely seen the action of petrifying waters in england will not easily form an adequate conception of the scale on which the same process is exhibited in those regions which lie nearer to the active centres of volcanic disturbance one of the most striking examples of the rapid precipitation of carbonate of lime from thermal waters occurs in the hill of san vignon in tuscany at a short distance from radicofani and only a few hundred yards from the high road between siena and rome the spring issues from near the summit of a rocky hill about one hundred feet in height the top of the hill stretches in a gently inclined platform to the foot of mount amiata a lofty eminence which consists in great part of volcanic products the fundamental rock from which the spring issues is a black slate with serpentine belonging to the older apennine formation the water is hot has a strong taste and when in not very small quantity is of a bright green colour so rapid is the depositation near the source that in the bottom of a conduit pipe for carrying off the water to the baths and which is inclined at an angle of thirty degrees half a foot of solid travertin is formed every year a more compact rock is produced where the water flows slowly and the precipitation in winter when there is least evaporation is said to be more solid but less in quantity by one-fourth than in summer the rock is generally white some parts of it are compact and ring to the hammer others are cellular and with such cavities as are seen in the carious part of bone or the siliceous millstone of the paris basin a portion of it also below the village of san vignon consists of incrustations of long vegetable tubes and may be called tufa sometimes the travertin assumes precisely the botryoidal and mammillary forms 
common to similar deposits in Auvergne, of a much older date, and like them it often scales off in thin, slightly undulating layers. A large mass of travertine descends the hill from the point where the spring issues and reaches to the distance of about half a mile east of San Vignon. The beds take the slope of the hill at about an angle of six degrees, and the planes of stratification are perfectly parallel. One stratum, composed of many layers, is of a compact nature and fifteen feet thick. It serves as an excellent building stone, and a mass of fifteen feet in length was, in 1828, cut out for the new bridge over the Orsia. Another branch of it descends to the west for 250 feet in length, of varying thickness, but sometimes 200 feet deep. It is then cut off by the small river Orsia, as some glaciers in Switzerland descend, descend into a valley till their progress is suddenly arrested by a transverse stream of water. The abrupt termination of the mass of rock at the river, where its thickness is undiminished, clearly shows that it would proceed much farther, if not arrested by the stream, over which it impends slightly but it cannot encroach upon the channel of the Orsia, being constantly undermined, so that its solid fragments are seen strewed amongst the alluvial gravel. However enormous, therefore, the mass of solid rock may appear, which has been given out by this single spring, we may feel assured that it is insignificant in volume, when compared to that which has been carried to the sea since the time when it began to flow. What may have been the length of that period of time, we have no data for conjecturing. In quarrying the Travertine, Roman tiles have been sometimes found at the depth of five or six feet. Baths of San Filippo on another hill not many miles from that last mentioned, and also connected with Mount Amiata, the summit of which is about three miles distant, are the celebrated baths of San Filippo. The subjacent rocks consist of alternations of black slate, limestone, and serpentine. There are three warm springs containing carbonate and sulfate of lime and sulfate of magnesia. The water which supplies the baths falls into a pond where it has been known to deposit a solid mass thirty feet thick in about twenty years. A manufactory of medallions in Basso Relivo is carried on at these baths. The water is conducted by canals into several pits in which it deposits travertin and crystals of sulphate of lime. After being thus freed from its grosser parts, it is conveyed by a tube to the summit of a small chamber and made to fall through a space of ten or twelve feet. The current is broken in its descent by numerous crossed sticks, by which the spray is dispersed around upon certain moles, which are rubbed lightly over with a solution of soap, and a deposition of solid matter, like marble, is the result, yielding a beautiful cast of the figures formed in the mold. 
the geologist may derive from these experiments considerable light in regard to the high slope of the strata at which some semi-crystalline precipitations can be formed for some of the moulds are disposed almost perpendicularly yet the deposition is nearly equal in all parts a hard stratum of stone about a foot in thickness is obtained from the waters of san filippo in four months and as the springs are powerful and almost uniform in the quantity given out we are at no loss to comprehend the magnitude of the mass which descends the hill which is a mile and a quarter in length and the third of a mile in breadth in some places attaining a thickness of two hundred fifty feet at least to what length it might have reached it is impossible to conjecture as it is cut off like the traverton of san vignon by a small stream where it terminates abruptly the remainder of the matter held in solution is carried on probably to the sea spheroidal structure in traverton but what renders this recent limestone of peculiar interest to the geologist is the spheroidal form which it assumes analogous to that of the cascade of tivoli afterwards to be described the lamination of some of the concentric masses is so minute that sixty may be counted in the thickness of an inch yet notwithstanding these marks of gradual and successive deposition sections are sometimes exhibited of what might seem to be perfect spheres this tendency to a mammillary and globular structure arises from the facility with which the calcareous matter is precipitated in nearly equal quantities on all sides of any fragment of shell or wood or any inequality of the surface over which the mineral water flows the form of the nucleus being readily transmitted through any number of successive envelopes but these masses can never be perfect spheres although they often appear such when a transverse section is made in any line not in the direction of the point of attachment there are indeed occasionally seen small oolitic and pisolitic grains of which the form is globular for the nucleus having been for a time in motion in the water has received fresh accessions of matter on all sides in the same manner i have seen on the vertical walls of large steam boilers the heads of nails or rivets covered by a series of enveloping crusts of calcareous matter usually sulphate of lime so that a concretionary nodule is formed preserving a nearly globular shape when increased to a mass several inches in diameter in these as in many travertons there is often a combination of the concentric and radiated structure campagna de roma the country around rome like many parts of the tuscan states already referred to has been at some former period the site of numerous volcanic eruptions and the springs are still copiously impregnated with lime carbonic acid and sulphuretted hydrogen 
a hot spring was discovered about eighteen twenty seven near civita vecchia by signor riccioli which deposits alternate beds of a yellowish travertine and a white granular rock not distinguishable in hand specimens either in grain colour or composition from statuary marble there is a passage between this and ordinary travertine the mass accumulated near the spring is in some places about six feet thick End of chapter sixteen part two